you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick! Stand on the line, turn the game again, everybody's gonna lose and I'm gonna win, gonna get rich quick. This is my lucky day. So stick around, baby, and everything will be okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. <clears throat> this is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noel Deneen, come together once a week over a single topic, and from said topic, we come up with a... <clears throat> oh, I am so chuggy today, man. My nose is running. My throat is, is itchy and scratchy. I wonder if I have the COVID. You might. Um, anyway, this show <laughs> where we come together over a single topic, and from said topic, we come up with a boatload of ideas mm -hmm. on how to get rich very quickly, period, end of story. <laughs> we you don't ask for any title. money up front, do we? No. No. We're not these like these shyster YouTubers. Who sit there and say, oh, if I got a money-making scheme for you, you come to my seminar and I'll show you a thing or two, young man or young lady. I'll show you how to get very wealthy. Look at book volume one. Oh, you haven't gotten wealthy from that? You should come to my other seminar and get book volume two, etc., etc., etc. Till you're up to like book volume 20 or 30 and you've paid for like 40 or 50 seminars and you're still not rich. But you know who's rich? Those shysters. They're rich. They're rich. Not you. But no, we don't play that game. We get you rich first, and then after you're rich, then after you're swimming in piles of money, then after you've bought a new house, a new car, a new boat, a new child, then after you've bought a presidency, then and only then, do we think that it's reasonable and fair to expect some sort of remuneration, and we see that remuneration in what way, Noel? After you're rich, after you've got all those thens piled up in the corner in a gold case, you say, hey, I didn't get here on my own, did I? No, I did not. I got here by the help of two little fellows named Josh and Noel, and I owe them a little something in return. And what I owe them is what they said at the beginning of the show. It is 10% of everything you made while you got rich. You need to tithe us. That's the deal, MoFlo's. Very simple. Simple math. Simple concept. Yeah. So simple and easy that other people, YouTube shysters, have stolen the idea from us. Yeah. Which is fine. It's reasonable. We steal enough content from him. Ten's not the most original number. We, we, yeah. we, we may have been first, but other we, people, I see where they, how they got it. We've been doing it before every church out there. Every church we beat. Yeah. The metric system, we beat the metric system. Well, it's easy to beat the metric system. That didn't come down around till way too late. Yeah. Basically. S screw the metric. I remember I remember them trying to make us learn the metric system in school. Mm-hmm. 
And they made the mistake of not just being like, you know what? Inches and feet, no more. Uh-huh. It's just this now. Deal with it. Instead, what they tried to do was try to teach us conversions. All right. Which just made no it a freaking that. nightmare. Yeah, no one wants that. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, Noel. Oh, Josh. Oh, Noel. Uh. The world is almost over and we're still doing this fucking podcast. That's yeah, true. It's true. <laughs> it might not end. Maybe it'll turn around. The world is almost over and we're still doing this fucking podcast. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen you in uh, a weekish. No, you haven't. How have you been, my friend? Yeah, I've been pretty good. Uh, so, as I said the other show uh we are having construction done in our apartment finally uh supposed to it was supposed to start before we got sent home from work for covid uh that was supposed to be a two-week break um and we decided to cancel it then luckily because we were like we can't have construction going on while we're both working from home uh and so it just finally it took till now to get it re scheduled and up and running uh so that is happening now it's it's going on at a frantic pace is it going well yeah it seems to be going well uh they've done have all you, have you been by the house to look at it or no no i, I think i'm going to stop by tomorrow though um we have um beginning pictures though so they had to take out two closets put a hole in the wall to move a door uh that's all been done and then the new walls have all been framed out so it seems to be going pretty well. It always goes quickly in the beginning, my friend. Just <laughs> ask your lady. She'll tell you. <laughs> she Everyone gets so excited. Demo on. happens. Yeah. And shit like is smashed and disappeared and suddenly it's an open space. And then they start framing stuff out and you're like, oh my God, it's almost done. Yep. And then six and a half months later. <laughs> no, 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 no. This won't be that. Uh, but so we have been staying... Um, in Midtown, in some friends of Nan's, they're out of town, and so they lent us their apartment very graciously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're staying in uh, Turtle Bayish area. <clears throat> Don't let anyone know. This is like witness protection. Basically, yeah. Basically, I'm on the lamb. Uh, That's right. We're foreshadowing. People. In a different neighborhood, we're walking around, seeing different things. How do you like Turtle Bay? Do you feel like you want to move to Turtle Bay? No, I don't feel like I want to move here. Um, I hate Turtle Bay. You know, the, the apartment is nice, um, but you, you just feel like you're walking around outside of your work, basically, right? It's all, it's too midtowny. Yeah. Um, there used to be a big heroin problem in that neck of the woods. Really? Yeah, I used to, I had a friend who lived over there for a while, and I would go over and visit him. He was on like 28th. And uh, 3rd Avenue, maybe. Okay. Or between 2nd and 3rd. And every time I'd go over there, there would be people just nodding off on the street. Okay. Like full-on junkie mode. You you know what is good about what I do appreciate about the neighborhood, though, is if you go over um, a little bit further east of what we are to, like, 1st Avenue... Mm-hmm. There's all these on and on the side streets over here. Uh, maybe it's because it's so far east, but there's all this stuff that's like has been driven out of our neighborhoods, like small mom and pop shops. Small mom and pop, yeah. just like 
grubby little cleaners and stores that look like they, this is an old store that looks like it sells five things, you know, and it's good to see that's still able to survive somewhere. Yeah, it is because it's so far east. I remember uh, when I was working on the Upper East Side for a while there, when you would walk around like First and Second Avenue, especially if you get up by like York Avenue, mm -hmm. where there's no public transportation whatsoever, and so rents are still pretty low. Mm -hmm. You know, I've definitely, I haven't been really to the Upper East Side in a while, but I definitely was, am curious to how the uh, Second Avenue train may have changed uh, uh, rents up there. Granted, we're in a pandemic now, so none of it matters. Um, yeah. I, I got something else that uh, ill interest you of a story. You're making quite an assumption. <laughs> so I got a text the other day from my dad. Oh, speaking uh, of witness protection. Saying that he uh, is home now, but he had been in the hospital for a few days. Oh, my. Uh, with coronavirus. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so I talked to him later, gave him a call, and then I was asking him where he thinks he got it. And he sounds like he's doing better, right? Mm -hmm. So he, he sounds all right. Um, but I asked him where he thinks he got it, <clears throat> and uh, it was maybe in this meeting he had to go to, but that doesn't make sense because everyone had masks on, or I guess maybe the only other place I went to was the Trump rally. And I'm oh, like, oh, God. Dad, you got it at the frickin' Trump rally for sure. For Where's sure. Where does he live? Is he in Chicago? No, he's in Florida. Oh, God. Where else would he have gotten it? What I Exactly. Mean, exactly. I don't know. I mean, it could have been this meeting, but everyone was wearing masks. I mean, you know, the only the other place I've been like and the only place where just screaming. randos are walking around without masks in large groups yeah. is the Trump rally. Mm -hmm. Wow. He claimed You're, that most people had masks, though, and they gave out hand sanitizer. I do believe that they're giving out masks and hand sanitizer at the rallies. It's just a lot of people aren't wearing them. Yeah. And using it. I also believe that. I think some people are using it. Yeah. But, you know, it's like... The deal is, and I think this is there's a there's a there's a real cognitive dissonance here with it. I think people really have a hard time understanding that you're wearing the mask, so if you have COVID, you're not transmitting it to other people. Yeah, it's not about if you and because well, I I find this both. sometimes that I forget that you know the mask really doesn't do anything to prevent me from getting covid. Yeah, it does a bit apparently. It's not it's not I mean if you're wearing a K95 mask, yeah. yeah. But the mask that everyone's wearing where it's just sort of a couple pieces of fabric looped over, it's not it's not enough cuz it can get in your eyes, it can get in your in your ears, it can get in your nose. Yeah. But it is about preventing you Mm -hmm. from getting other people sick. Yeah. That's all. It's yeah. super simple. Yeah. And and people seem to think that they can somehow intimidate or cow the virus and it'll run away with its tail between, <laughs> between its legs. And it's like, no, it's like the tide. It's a force of nature. Uh-huh. We're <laughs> showing bravery against the virus. I'm going to stand up against this virus. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> it's amazing what people do when they're desperate and scared. Yeah, and they can't just admit it. Um. Oh, and and I should add too at this point, um, 
So if my voice sounds funny or crackly, uh, it's because we're I've got a very temporary setup that's going on right here, uh, and it has not been quality tested as it probably should have. You say it like if your voice sounds crackly. Like, <laughs> we both know your voice sounds crackly. We tested it. Case. It sounds crackly. There's well, nothing we, we can do about it. we don't know what it's going to come out in the final product. Maybe it'll sound sweet, and everyone will be like, I don't know what you're talking about. You sounded like, like an angel from heaven. <clears throat> Hello? <laughs> <laughs> I swore for a second there that you just completely cut out. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no. I wouldn't have said hello if I didn't think that. I don't believe you. I know it's true because hello, maybe there's dead air, is great radio. Yeah, nothing makes... Well, the second the second greatest radio is probably <laughs> explaining your possible mic defects. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're hitting on all cylinders today. We are. We're all about giving you guys... The best possible radio show we can give you. Bang for your buck. Bang for your buck. <clears throat> In case you weren't really paying much attention to the crackling, yeah, we made. We sure really wanted mad. to make sure we brought it to the forefront. So now for the rest of the show, yep, you're going to be driven mad by it. It may even shut us <laughs> off. <laughs> but just in case that didn't do it for you, yeah, here's some dead air. Yeah, yeah. And if that's not enough for you, we, we have our asinine crap. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> if if our show wasn't bad enough, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Um, I, I have to get to the thing about though, uh, the sort of elephant literally in the room is your 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 father is a Trump fan, huh? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. And he grew up in Canada. It 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 defies logic. <clears throat> But there you go. Um, and he is still in the medical profession, right? He's a dentist. Well, he he, w- he was. He was dental surgeon. Okay. Um, but he hasn't worked in quite a while. Right. All right. Um. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know. Thank Thank God, no one will be getting together for Thanksgiving this year. Well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Noel. Yeah. I mentioned foreshadowing earlier. You did. After something I said. Yes. And then I said it again, not foreshadowing, but I said that thing again. That was five shadowing at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, you know, because we've always got to tie it in. Whatever bullshit we talk about in the Anything. beginning of the show, we've always got to tie it in to the theme. Yeah. Today's theme is... Today's theme is the Witness Protection Plan. How to get rich quick with it. How to rat on your friends. And sneak away all the way to the top. Do you know that Chicago has their own Witness Protection Program? No, I did not. Yeah, a few cities. Chicago, New York, uh, major cities. I think L.A. Just for, you know, local things. Okay, so anarchy states. Yeah, Blue anarchy states. Yeah. Oh, Dallas may have it too. Okay. But they're they're going to swing blue within the next eight years. Yeah. So. It's coming. Oh, just get this election over with. Just get it over with. I am so ready. Uh, Biden's winning. By the way, I hate to tell you. Yeah, I don't know, man. Come on. Let's see a lot of lot of people. 
seem to think that Trump did really well in that debate last night. I, I told my dad, well, it's, it's probably good that you got to go to that rally now and see Trump because uh, he's losing. And dad's like, yeah, I don't understand <clears throat> it. You know, there were a lot of people at that rally. And I'm like, yeah, but there was a lot more people not at that rally. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. How can you be a doctor and, and and that's your logic? There was a lot of people at the rally. It's so weird. But just the idea that like he can't understand why Trump might lose. <clears throat> there were a lot of people that's... at the rally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many of them got COVID. A lot, I'm guessing. I like that he reached after you after he got home. Yeah. Like, you know. What if he didn't make it home? What if he had died? You'd never, you would have never known. Wouldn't that, he'd, just, he'd be like in the witness protection program. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, witness protection program, Noel. Yeah. How the hell? You know, speaking of witness protection program, oh. Trump may end up in the witness protection program. Could happen. Is what I'm thinking is going to happen. Oh, boy, oh, boy. That's the only way he's going to save himself from prison. We'll we'll get to that later. Uh huh. <laughs> oh wow! Really? Okay. Well, I may only have one idea today. Oh boy, I may only have a half idea. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Noel, how are you getting rich off of witness protection? Okay, you guys. First, a little background: witness protection program developed by Justin Department employee Gerald Schur in 1971. Not uh, so long ago. Not not so long ago. In our lifetime. In our lifetime. Uh, it's <laughs> provided safe harbor for over 18,000 federal witnesses and their families in exchange for damning testimony. Right? It was uh, made so that you could convince several made men of the mafia to turn their backs on organized crime and help prosecutors convict Numerous leaders, from John Gotti to the leaders of the Lucchese family. Lucchese. Lucchese, Lucchese. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> no, they, 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 they know. They, don't they know. definitely know. They don't know. And it's, it's definitely pronounced Lucchese. Uh, so basically what it is is, you know, you got some dirt on someone. You're uh, Lucchese's accountant, and you're like, "Hey, Lucchese sounds like like a frozen pizza company." Oh, that'd be a good one, right? Hey, good. get a new Lucchese's pizza. Yeah, you'll be protected. <laughs> um, it, it, so you say you've got uh, your Lucchese's accountant. You've got the you stuff that you're making. You're me like. Say. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little sneakeroo on Lucchese. Uh Why don't I give you the books and testify about what's in the books, and you sneak me off to a new life with a new name, and that's the way it's gonna go, so that they cannot find me and kill me, right? Um, and that's the way it's been going. Uh, at the beginning, there was a big bonanza of it and uh people were running to join uh now there's still a lot of a lot going on not quite to the frenzied pace i i get the impression that it was at one point mm-hmm. or maybe it's just become more bureaucratic now but there was a period i read where uh these guys were making crazy demands at first 
Yeah. Uh, one guy got his wife uh, breast implants. That is that is true. Um, uh, but there's money in it, right? Uh, by Another eight. guy, I just want to throw in because I can't believe you missed out on this one. Okay. Uh, he had a psychologist. This one guy had a psychologist uh, back a claim that he had poor self-esteem issues because his prick didn't work correctly. He suffered from ED, and the oh, government bought him a this. penile implant. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, <laughs> just you might want to do it just for, you know, get some work done. Um, the government spends about $10 million annually on the witness protection program that we know of. Um, but, you know, it's, it's for a reason because witness cases that involve witnesses that are protected in WITSEC, the Witness Protection Program, um, they are unusually strong cases. They have an 89% conviction rate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's a little about the Witness Protection Program, right? As if you didn't already know. I know you did. Uh, but so how are you going to make some money in it? Um, as I said, you know, the, there used to be a Wild West period of the Witness Protection Program, but it's become somewhat more bureaucratized uh, since because they saw some grievous stuff going on, right? So they're looking to save some nickels. Uh, and probably the best way to get uh, your foot in the door and really get some of that coin is to help them save money, right? Um, you know, and, and there's a lot of things that need to be done. These these people need supplies. They need homes. They need training. They need uh, their pass hidden from them, erased from them, right? Um, they need to be disguised. So instead of them going out and having to find a new way to do this every time, you could be a one-stop shop for them, right? You you could uh, offer bulk prices, uh-huh. right, for, uh, you know, disguising. And then th- that might include new haircuts, fake mustaches, n- new online identities, whatever <clears throat> you have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a stylist to the scum with a little bit of IT <laughs> thrown in, right? Uh, one thing though, uh, to, of note is that more and more and more, uh, the online thing is really the thing. Oh, but let me get to this first. This is how you're going to price yourself. You're going to price yourself just able to get even break even on whatever you're charged, whatever you're providing the, the haircuts, the fake mustache, the new online identity, uh, you're just gonna break even just maybe a little more why because you're gonna like that's the money maker you're gonna lower your prices so low that they have to say oh yeah we're gonna do this we're gonna sign a long contract a 50-year contract with this guy because he's a chump at his low low prices Mm -hmm. um and that's how you're gonna get your foot in the door right um but as I said, uh, the, the online thing um, is really a big thing now because ad trackers 
uh, follow people. And all it takes, apparently, for these people to blow their cover is them to log into one old account on their old model train forum site that they used to go on to discuss model trains with people, right? They, they didn't get a new login for that, so they just logged into their old login, and suddenly these ad tracking that we have ties you to all your old identities, and your cover is blown, right? Um, and one thing we do know about crime nowadays is more and more of the crimes are cyber crimes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where the witnesses <coughs> are never really known by the bosses, right? It's all they met on the dark web and nobody knows anyone and everything's cryptoed around and crap like that, right? Uh, so this is going to be where the future of crime goes. How do you protect a witness that nobody's ever seen? You only have to worry about the online part, right? So all the high expense stuff that you were worrying about before, the mustaches, the haircuts, that goes out the window, right? So suddenly you're making a lot more profit, right? Um, Cheaper than wigs, right? Um, All you got to do with these new brand of criminals that are going to be enlisting is you just have to hide their online. You have to change their online identities, right? Um, You know, there's a lot of ways you could do that with, once again, with crypto, with, uh, you know, masking, with VPNs. But I came up with a very, very cheap way that you can do this uh, foolproof. Foolproof. Nobody's going to be logging on to their old model train website forum uh, to check their old, see if anyone sent them a message because you've, you've, you've stopped them. Um, say the criminal is Josh, right? And Josh is log in on all these different sites he t- he likes to use Josh sixty nine. Yeah, right. Stop, don't don't tell. That is my actual username for just about everything. I'm sure it is. Of course it is. Um, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna give Josh a computer, and uh, we're gonna take like maybe the J key away from that computer, so this computer is physically incapable of typing the letter J, and we're gonna put a little maybe patch on his phone. Uh, which also disables the letter J on his phone. Uh, so he can physically not type in his own login anymore. He's got to make new logins for everything. Uh, and that's it. That's it. That's what you're going to do. You're going to give them a broken keyboard and be raking in <laughs> millions of dollars a year because no one is going to need these mustaches and disguises and fake cars and yada hoota, plastic surgeries anymore. It's all going to come down to the online and you've got the cheapest way to do it possible and you're going to have the government locked into a long-term flat rate contract yeah that's great long-term contracts that's the way to go in the middle of a pandemic yep lock them in then as the prices fluctuate because everyone's losing their mind yep 
losing their jobs, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You got a contract. You got a contract. Million, you, you can do this one either way. You can charge by the person a flat rate, or you can just charge bulk. This was, you know, give me $4 million a year, and I'm going to do this for you. Uh, either way, you're going to be coming out laughing because all you're giving them basically is a patch on their phone and a broken keyboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, the only thing I'll say about that idea is that it uh, basically knocked out one of my ideas. No, you had a broken keyboard idea? No, not the broken keyboard, but the idea of doing a one-stop shop. Oh, well, that's fine. But it's done. It's, 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 I no, because I'm only it. for one service. You have what? so many other things you can one-stop shop. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Either anyway. Um, <clears throat> so, what I found interesting was that many of these criminals get dumped off into these towns in the middle of nowhere, and nobody knows about it. And by nobody, I mean that's local officials meaning the sheriff's departments. And, you know, <clears throat> you got to remember that the government is essentially protecting convicted criminals, right? Mm -hmm. uh, many of them violent criminals, uh, you know, like a lot of these guys in witness protection are former hitmen, uh -huh. uh, you know. And uh, <clears throat> I was reading that one sheriff uh, back in the 80s, the sheriff of Portland, Maine, went ballistic because he found out that Portland had basically become a dumping ground yeah. for witness protection people like his his town was being overrun by mob guys um, and uh, that's a problem right you have these uh, violent former criminals moving around these small towns you know, we've seen millions of movies about it. The family gets relocated to a small town and, uh, you know, they turn the town into their own private bank that they go robbing every time. The strange Italian guy walking through the neighborhood, the city slicker Italian guy walking through the little, the little town. It's a problem. Eventually someone finds out and the witness that you've been protecting all this time is no longer protected. Well, this was my thought, and it does multiple, covers multiple things. So we've discussed private prisons and the private prison system for a long time, and it is a $70 billion a year industry. States, cities, counties, towns are just paying obscene amounts of money to these private prisons and they're doing nothing except raking it in. Mm -hmm. So I thought about how about we up it, right? You've heard of clubbed, right? Those are the federal prisons where guys like uh, Trump's ex-lawyer go to where they get to ride horses and they complain about how they're incarcerated but it's not really as bad as being in a real jail. I'm thinking to step it up a notch. Make it a prison community living center. 
Everyone's got their own houses. They're businesses. They can shop. They can walk. They're amongst their own kind, as it were. Criminals love being able to chat with other criminals about the criminal things that they've done in the past. You can even set it up that the bank can be robbed without anybody going to prison. You know, set up like it's a perfect little situation for them. They all get jobs. They all work. But it's surrounded for miles and miles by guards and fences and wires. So these people are still essentially in prison, but they're, you're convincing them that it's okay because they're being protected. They get to live out their life in this great little town. They get to go to movies. They get to eat out. They get to hang out with their buddies from the old neighborhood and all that kind of jazz. And you're collecting billions of dollars a year from witness protection. And they also know where all these guys are if they need them for something else. They don't have to keep tabs on them. They're all in whatever you're going to call this town. So there you go. That's it. That's my idea. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's great. Um, I don't know. We'll see when we get to our later uh, schemes, though. We may not have picked a broad enough topic. (laughs) 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 We may be overlapping each other a little bit. Uh, But that doesn't stop us, right? If you want to give Radio Free Brooklyn some money, guys, you can do that. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com and hit the sponsor button and sponsor an amount that uh, will keep Radio Free Brooklyn happy, afloat, broadcasting community radio, supporting the arts. You'll get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 charitable organization. You get to feel like a champ. They took away the way that uh, you could have given us money, but uh, maybe if they get enough money, they'll have the money to put that button back on our page. That's right. That's that's the goal. Um, if you want to help support Radio Free Brooklyn in other ways, you can uh, download the app, Android or our iOS. You can listen to the station live, or you can get all the archives of all the shows. Uh, you can go on Amazon.com slash smile or whatever it is, and uh, put in Radio Free Brooklyn as your charitable organization. And when you buy your purchase on Amazon, which you're going to do anyway, Amazon kicks in a tiny little nugget and enough people do it. It adds up and uh, you should be doing it, guys. What else are you doing with your Amazon? Yeah, good point. <laughs> um, you know, we we got a little something to promote. We had talked before about um, the wall of lies that uh, Radio Free Brooklyn had put up in Brooklyn, right? They, vandalized uh, by the poor boys. Vandalized by the poor boys. Um, they had put a uh, a bunch of the lies from the Wall Street Journal, a tabulated database of 20,000 lies, and they printed it up in an artistic way and put it up in Brooklyn, in Bushwick. It got tagged by the Proud Boys. It got cut up. It got decimated. Uh, Radio Free Brooklyn thought it was a, an important effort, though, and so they made another wall of lies twice as big 
which just today, the day of this airing, uh, was announced. It is... Uh, I, I'm just going to go into reading some of this now. What is it? It's the RFB has rebuilt the Wall of Lies, a public art display exhibiting all 20,000-plus false statements made by our commander-in-chief while in office after the original version was vandalized with right-wing slogans. The new wall will be twice as big, 100 feet wide by 10 feet tall. I, I figure, you know what, if people just keep vandalizing these we'll just keep building them bigger make them bigger and bigger and eventually we'll just surround the trump building with them yeah it'll be like a what is his name the artist christo who wraps buildings and stuff like that that, but we'll do the trump building wrapped in his own lies uh the walls on display 24 7 until the 2020 election is decided so we're not quite sure when that's going to be and it's at the now it's at the (laughs) northwest corner of lafayette and grand in manhattan um, here's some prepared copy. RFB is pleased to announce the second wall of lies, a groundbreaking breaking visual art project demonstrating the unprecedented lack of honesty from our current commander-in-chief. The original wall, which was first displayed in Bushwick, Brooklyn, was vandalized with white supremacist slogans including Vote Trump or Die and Stand Back and Stand By. The I wonder if it was the Iranians who did it. <laughs> it might have been. You know, I mean, they sent out all those threatening emails as the as the poor boys saying vote for Trump or we'll dox you or or die, vote Trump or die. I I got a theory about that. I think Iran sent out like 10 emails and they're being lumped in with Russia to make it look equivalent when Russia is probably doing some massive campaign to affect the election. And Iran did something small and they're trying to take heat off Russia. You, 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 your left wing conspiracy theories. That's my theory. I, I, I just, I, I have a hard time hopping on that well, we, one. We, you we know. can get into some conspiracy theories after this. Uh, so it, it's at uh, Lafayette and Grand Street in Soho until the 2020 elections decided. The new wall in Manhattan's twice as large, the original spanning over 100 feet. It will include Black Lives Matter themed artwork next to the mural provided by local artists. More information is available at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Wall of Lies. You guys made it into Manhattan. Yeah. Big. Big time, baby. Big time. Yeah. Soho, baby. Manhattan, also known as the land of Josh and Noel. That's right. That's that's how you know that we're the most successful money show around. That's right. We live in downtown Manhattan. We live downtown Manhattan. <laughs> we live in the West Village. You do. Are you? Con- I guess you're considered East Village, I'm right? I'm just considered, I don't, generic village. I don't know what you uh, Yeah, I think it's sort of village. Yeah, I think so. Um, so there, hey, you guys, as thanks for letting us do all our promos, ask for money. Ask you to download the app, the newsletter, that go on a- Amazon. Josh finds another little way for you to get rich, and he gives it to you as a token of our thanks. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. 
as an investor, you have to have the courage before you make an investment. And every time I personally make an investment, I ask myself, would I be happy with this investment if it ended back at zero? Now, a lot of people write me and they ask me, Daniel, I have some money I should be investing. How should I go about doing it? Well, first of all, I want to tell you straight up that if you have less than $50,000, that you should not invest in anything except for yourself and in your business. Now, of course, you can invest a little bit in stocks or crypto or something that's very small, but don't think that that $50,000 is a lot of money because the truth is that it really isn't. It's really a small amount of money if you're considering becoming a millionaire. You know, there's a saying that when a person with money meets a person with experience, the person with the money ends up getting the experience. And that's exactly what happened to me. I met up with more experienced people who sold me an idea and used my desperate mentality to change my whole entire circumstance. It, it really is the babbling, babbling ravings of an imbecile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> the idea that you would invest in something mm -hmm. and your, the way that you would look at it is, would I be okay with this investment if I ended up losing all of the money I invested in it? Yeah. I don't think that's the way one looks at an investment. No, it, it's probably not the most profitable way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean it's really it's really shocking the the overall dumbness yeah of Daniel Alley and yet and yet over 300,000 subscribers on YouTube you guys come on make make kings out of Josh and I we're fucking geniuses yeah the G in GRQ with Josh and Osha stands for geniuses. Mm -hmm. And then the RQ, I don't know what else. Yeah. <laughs> Should stand for the geniuses that we are. Yeah. And, you know. Geniuses are, are quality. Yeah. What do we have? Geniuses are like, like toys are us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what do we have? Like 10 listeners? We've got like 100 million. Um, you guys. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a little talking point first. Do you see Mitch McConnell's hands? What's going on with that right hand? I wonder if he's been cursed. I think it is. I think he is a zombie. Uh -huh. if, if anyone like is a, unaware like of what we're talking paw. about, Google Mitch McConnell's hands. It is so discolored, and I don't mean that in a racist way. It, it, you just, you, you'll be amazed. You know, when I saw it first, I was like, "Oh, this is fake news, obviously." So I went to Google and I just started. I was like, "I'm going to look it up myself." And I just started googling it, and I got Mitch is all I got in, and it came up McConnell's hands. <laughs> he won't tell anyone what happens. People ask him about it, and he just blows it off. It, uh, it, There's it, something wrong with that It looks that like dude. he was buried and exhumed. He's a zombie. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. He is a zombie. Yeah. And he's starting to lose, like, like maybe that week he, he ran out of the cake makeup that his wife puts on him uh -huh. to ship him out and be zombie-like and not know it. Did you see the way he laughed? No. When he was, when he was uh, during his debate, uh last week i guess it was or the week before 
Uh, his opponent, MJ Hagar, I believe her name is. Is that right? I get her confused. I can't. It may, no, MJ Hagar is, is up against Cornyn in Texas. I can't remember her name. But anyway, um, she starts going on about what the hell has he done for COVID-19, and he just starts laughing. And he's got this smile on his face, and he's laughing like like a demented sociopath. Yeah. And I think he is the undead. I think he is. The Senate went on vacation. I mean, you just don't do that. You, you negotiate. Senator, it is a national crisis. Yeah. You knew that the coronavirus wasn't going to end at the end of July. <laughs> yeah, that. That. Uh, 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 uh. And his face when he does it, it's just it's just horrifying, yeah. guys. Get him out. Get him get him all out. Get all these freaking idiots out. Yeah, whatever deal he made with a demon that took over his body. Yeah. He lost. The demon is starting to break out and yeah. that's why his hand is he, changing. Because he's not color. making payments anymore. He's falling behind. Yeah. Yeah. Well they've they've used up all of his soul, what was left of it. Yeah. And uh and now the demon's ready to burst out in a giant purple pustulant mess. Yeah. And people are, are wise to his crap, and so he's not getting an army of new souls. Yeah, and yet he's probably still going to win. No. Uh, well, maybe, I don't know. Trump, Trump's not going to You know what? Here's the thing with Trump that's so beautiful to see what's happening. Mm. He's jumped the shark. So everyone but his pure core base is just sick of his crap, and all he knows how to do to try and get out of things mm. is pull more Trump. Well, the problem is, is if you want to put it in television terms, he came up with, you know, a good first season. Yeah. And then he had no more ideas for, you know, he got renewed and he didn't know exactly. what the fuck he was going to do. Now he's got he like a not come up with any ideas for a second season. Exactly. So he's just trying to replay the first season over and everyone's like, we saw this show. Yeah. But he's just up there like, remember when the polar bear just ran through the jungle? <laughs> 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 uh, okay, you guys. Witness protection program. <laughs> we filled some time there, guys. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, right. Uh, I can't wait to read the reviews of this show. Yo, it's going to be the best one. Best show yet. Best show yet. Yeah. Um, you guys. So one thing I didn't realize about the witness protection program is, uh, for one thing, they, as I said, they don't put you up in luxurious. Uh, ways and means uh they basically they put you in a town and they set you up with a pretty modest means and uh you got to work for a living at a pretty modest job and keep a low profile um they also have um a safe house where they take you and put you uh right now what they've got according to this article at least there's a safe house that can house up to six families at a time. Um, and they keep you there while you get trained on your new identity and maybe some skills you need to know. And all your new fresh ID, ID gets created, new birth certificate, new social security number, uh, and things like that, right? Uh, it's a bomb-proof house. Uh, it's got blacked-out windows. 
the families are locked in separate rooms so they don't see one another. Um, and I thought that was pretty interesting. I didn't know about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so, you know, here's the thing, though, about the Witness Protection Program. Although it has gone through, it's not in its salad days the way it was in the 70s when all the Gottis and Lucchesis were getting knocked down. Um, but it's about to get into Boomtown. <laughs> There's about to be a major resurgence in uh, the Witness Protection Program because I, the way I'm looking at it, uh, a good chunk of our current administration is probably going to try to get in, trying to turn on each other. Or you could even, if you wanted to set up a, if you wanted to set up a fake case just to get them all in the Witness Protection Program, you could. Say we're going to charge Q. We need mm-hmm. you to testify against Q, right? Um, but no matter what, you know, Donald Trump has already gone on public TV and said that he may have to leave the country. Uh, we know he's got a... a, a has he said that out loud? Oh, yeah. He has said that out loud at rallies. He may be forced to leave the country. He's really just setting it up so he can run off to Russia. Yep, he sure is, right? Uh, but oh he may not have God. to. If, if if he could absolve his crimes by testifying against Q, uh, you know, maybe he could do that, right? Uh, but as I said, this safe house where these families are put in their waiting period until they're relocated, uh, it, it's really only six families, right? And we're going to have a, a lot more than that. So what you're going to do is you're going to build a big industrial complex to be able to hold all these people. And as I say, it's, you got to make it safe, right? It's got to be bomb-proof. Uh, it's got probably no windows. Uh, you're going to want to put electrified fences around it. Um, b- make it out of cinder block and cement. Uh, put bars on the windows so people can't get in. And you're going to put uh, the Trumps, um, most of the administration can go in there, and they have to be there while they get their new IDs made, learn how to live life like a regular person, because they're, on, they're not going to be high on the hog after this. They're going to have to get jobs like, you know, flipping burgers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being a paralegal maybe, or just something normal. What do you think Trump's normal job would be? Um, uh, like, if you could, like, take him off, like, looking like he does, yeah. acting like he does, yeah. and then just put him in a job okay, that everyone would look at him and be like, who is this fucking douchebag? He could be, um, like, a manager of, like, a wedding hall. Yeah, I was thinking like used car salesman. Okay, sure. For sure. Um, but you want something that's even further from his skill set so no one can figure it out. Um, and, and, and you've got the problem, too. There's a lot of people that aren't fans of these people, and they're going to want to try and track them down, where'd they go, where'd they go. So you kind of mm-hmm. got to wait for the heat to quiet down. So you're going to build this complex. You're going to put them all in there uh, until it's safe enough for them to go out in the public. And until they've learned all these skills, it might take years or it might take several lifetimes. Uh, And you're going to keep them locked up and safe under very modest means uh, so they can get used to it. 
And uh, some people might say it sounds like a jail, but no, it's a safe house. And you're going to be pulling in big Fed coin for it. Uh, and it's all for the case to bring down Q. Uh, and that's it. You're just going to build the safe house where all you're going to lock up all the Trumps and all the administration. You're going to lock them up. And you know what? It needs to be a safe house. So you're going to throw away that key uh, <laughs> just to make sure no one get in there. Make sure that no one get in there. You got the bars on the window. You got the electrified fence around it. So there. So just so we're so we're on this. So I understand this. So yeah. You got all these people. Yeah. Who were part of the Trump administration, including Trump himself, possibly. Oh, most definitely. Who are now locked in a bunker. Yeah. Uh, with no access to the outside world no, or even life for off, that take the matter. Phones. Um, eating gruel and water. Sure, sure. They can um, maybe have bread. No one. What's that? Bread. You could give them. Okay. And underground, I assume. I don't know if you need to go that far. I was just thinking you were you could essentially say that you're basically burying them alive. Oh, I was just going to say you're imprisoning them. Yeah. Six of one. Half dozen of the other. Because <laughs> we don't really care. Just get them out of our face and lock them up, right? Uh, Let me ask you a question. Yes. If you heard, I think this is a good conundrum. Okay. Because I, I kind of despise them equally. If the option was Rudy Giuliani rotting away in prison mm -hmm. or Rudy Giuliani in witness protection because he's going to turn on Trump, mm -hmm. what do you pick? Turn on Trump. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, that he Trump uh, is has the highest office in the land, and he has abused it horrifically. Um, and uh, that's one of the biggest crimes, in my opinion, that can be done to this country. Okay, well, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Uh, all right, so what, what do you got? Well, I mean, you know, nothing, really. Okay. <laughs> no, I had this idea, The, you know... As you said, there was a heyday for witness protection yeah. when they were dealing with the Lou Cheesies, with the uh, Gottis, with the Gambinos. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there were a lot of people to protect because there were a lot of organized crime families that needed to be taken down. That's not so much the case anymore, other than the biggest organized crime family, the Trumps. But once that's done there really isn't going to be much of a need for witness protection. So all of these ideas that we've had to get you rich may not last for very long. Let's get rich quick. But how do you keep your businesses going? Obviously, you need to create organized crime families. Okay. So basically what you're going to do is you're going to set up a series of organized crime families mm -hmm. and then have people you'll pay. They'll be paid to go into witness protection yeah. and get a life and they will turn on these people and they will be people that we don't know about. As you were saying earlier that are on the internet that are in the ether yeah. as it were, they don't may not actually exist. 
and the witness protection will still be happening because people will turn on these non-existent crime bosses yeah. and they'll still have to find them, but they will be presenting evidence and need to go into witness protection. So you'll keep the cycle going. you basically got to keep this government uh, 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 body alive for as long as you possibly can. Yeah, and that's kind of how you're going to do it. You'll be making fat cash from big witness protection. Yeah, big wit sack. <laughs> I love it. That's great. That's brilliant. Uh, you guys, you got a lot of money in your pocket at this point. What are you going to do with it, Josh? He solved that problem for you. Take it away. Uh. Send that money! <laughs> this is another hybrid watch on our list, and this time by British watchmaker Hoptroff. It celebrates the classic mechanics of traditional watch faces and can sync with your iPhone. But that is really the least of what it has going for it. This is arguably the most accurate watch in the world. It tells the right time accurate to one second every thousand years. More impressive is that in the wrong hands, this intricate technology could have military uses, so buyers have to be vetted with full background checks before they buy one. Because this is an atomic time watch, some might describe this as a microwave oven, but this is just to keep the atomic chip at a constant temperature to provide accuracy. It's also kind of cool to wear a watch that can boast to be around 240,000 times more accurate than Britain's Big Ben clock. Only 100 of the dual-dialed watches are being produced, and with a $15,000 price tag and a background check, it cuts a lot of people off the waiting list. Fifteen grand for an atomic watch. Yeah, it's great. Mm -hmm. It's good. That's what I need. Uh, you guys, our ideas are fantastic. How do you know? Uh, you know what? No, let's skip that. We don't have time for that. Uh, we know the ideas are great. You're going to get rich with them. Trust us. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Josh and I, you can get us on Twitter at GRQ Josh Noel. You can email us at GRQ with Josh and Noel at gmail.com. You can get us on Facebook at Facebook slash GRQ Josh Noel. You can go on iTunes or anywhere nowadays that you get a podcast. You can download, rate, review, subscribe, do it. Uh, if you only listen to it in podcast form, tune in Saturday nights, 8 o'clock, Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, get the schemes five days before anyone else. Get there early. Listen to Art Star Scene. Stick around afterwards. Listen to The Circuit. You guys, there's a lot of good stuff going on Radio Free Brooklyn. You should be listening to it. Uh, yeah, and, you know, if you actually made it to the end of this show, <laughs> you're definitely getting rich. So once again, for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. <laughs> Okay.